Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Josh, joined as ever by my effervescent and dancing colleagues, Ray and Mike. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. It's October 2nd, 2020. Don't you dare ask me that question and, and get a straight answer from me. The date is October 2nd, 2020. A day which will live in infamy. Yes. I'm having I'm having a great day. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's um it's an it's an interesting day in the United States of America. Hey, Mike. Um Mike. It sure is. I didn't expect to come across this W with my wine tonight, but here we are. But here we are. W stands for Walter Reed Medical. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry you know what josh's wife megan said you know what you guys aren't going to be able to make it through a whole podcast and she's right i i said i would act good i said i would behave well no see it, it ties in it's gonna tie in i got i got i got the segue ready so T ties in you mean the uh, uh, the the korean operating system from from uh samsung is that no that i'm pretty sure that's about? in i'm pretty sure that's in the you know in case of president dying cocktail that he was given today <laughs> <laughs> i you know folks i'm on mark reading number three we're having a great time here I, i've actually been rewatching the west wing and you know it's very novel about thinking about a time where like you know the president was like competent and respect worthy and cool but like i swear at that one point you know years ago. because because you know in point of order the west wing is a tv show it's not not a, not a real thing it's a show yeah but you know you you can at least point of watch order. that show and imagine that like that kind of stuff from time to time would actually happen in the actual White House, whereas you're watching it and thinking about the White House now and you're like, this would never and could never happen in our current administration. But that's not the point. As as is tradition in any TV show that involves the president, President Bartlett gets shot, as you do. And he was under anesthesia for a while to get surgery. And they're like, you know, it was a big scandal. Of like, who was the president during the three and a half hours Bartlett was under anesthesia? Who was in charge? And it's just like, oh, man, that's like that seems like a really dumb scandal because there's a very clear delineated process for these things. You know? yeah. yeah, but if they didn't actually sign the paper and invoke the 25th Amendment and the president didn't sign the paper, what happened? Oh, my goodness. Somebody else could have. No, everyone knows that if the president is incapacitated, the CIA just takes over in an official capacity instead of an unofficial capacity. <laughs> Read a book. And like that, we've turned into unscripted politics. It, it finally happened. <laughs> the real secret, folks. Wait, it was always unscripted politics? Always, <laughs> always has, has been. Always has been. <laughs> oh my gosh. We... And folks, I think it's time for to hit that segue button. Whoop. So... I uh, was uh, today started off really great because it was uh you know it was one a.m. and just about to go to bed when all hell broke loose and I've just been mainlining posts all day and I see I'm you think I'm sitting in my chair but I'm actually like oscillating at thousands of miles an hour very quickly due to over due to just raw overstimulation and i bet you're wondering now mike you usually go to bed on time i do i'm pretty okay with that why were you up at 1 a.m 
And the answer to that question of why I was up at 1 a.m. so I could laugh about the president getting COVID um, <laughs> is because I was playing a game that I just literally cannot stop playing because I like it so much. Uh, and that game is Hades. Uh, it is the latest game from Supergiant. Um was in early access, just came out full 1.0 release. Um, and it is, uh, I've been, all of us actually have been playing a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, I have played quite a bit. I was, I have, uh, I have gotten credits just as an indication of, uh, where I am. So, Wait, what do you got mean credits you... couple oh, of okay, okay. You got like the people that made it credits. Okay. Yeah, so I've gotten true like true credits, um, and I have. Hmm. I really like this game. Uh, I love pretty much every game Super Giant has ever released. I haven't played Pyre, so I've only played Bastion and Transition, but mm -hmm. they're great. Uh, <clears throat> I downloaded Hades the moment I got the chance. It's great. Love it. Uh, it's probably the best. Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely the best roguelike uh, I think I've ever played. I th I think I would definitely agree with you. Um, I think it just you know I've I've it's early, but I you know I've spent quite a significant amount of time with it. Or again, hence staying up to one a.m. Um, it's because it keeps I getting think a couple better. Of Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think a couple of the things that have really set it apart so far. Um, I mean, so just to kind of give a quick summary for those not familiar, it is, a, you know, it's a roguelike. Um, it's kind of like a top-down. It's almost like, like a Diablo. It's not, it's like Diablo, but like more of an action game than, um, like, that's kind of like, I guess, the... I'm trying to think of another better comparison, but it, it kind of looks like Diablo, like that like, kind of tilted angle. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a lot quicker in terms of like the combat than uh, I think Diablo is. Yeah, um, yeah, well, I don't know if I'd say all that. And I think, I think a couple of things like um, that, I guess the one thing that really got me to stick with it pretty early on was... Um, I mean, you guys know I'm a sucker for a game that has, like, world and story. And one thing I really like about this game is that, you know, it has all this, like, rich Greek mythology kind of text to it. Um, the game is obviously called Hades. You're trying you play as the son of Hades, Zagreus, trying to escape the underworld. And it's... So they have all the kind of, like, the underlying mythology. But Supergiant also has lots of really... They have these really established characters. And you know, are true to like their classical like identity, but they do really great twists with all of these characters in terms of the actual like plot of the game that, so it has like the game has a narrative drive that um, I've really enjoyed. And like, I really like I like playing dead cells, but dead cells doesn't really have that kind of narrative no. in any at least, I mean, there's like a lore, a lore in in Dead Cells, but it doesn't have the same like run to run narrative that Hades has. That just makes it it's 
it's a really good carrot. Like it always feels like something it, is happening. It seems like a really good mashup of Bastion's really good storytelling throughout, and then Dead Cells run to run gameplay in the in the like, hey, we can we can actually combine both of these and mm-hmm. and actually tell a very interesting story through this mechanic of you know roguelike gameplay yeah like it's it's really cool that they've been able to add so much kind of linear progression to a game where you know to a a type of game that doesn't always have that like it really makes the parts where um where you might be plateauing on like a certain boss for a while it really makes those parts like a lot more tolerable because there's always like new dialogue a new like little story beats to uncover yeah it's you know there there were some times where i was almost convinced because of the dialogue that kept happening that like oh maybe i'm not actually supposed to advance yet you know maybe i need to experience Mm -hmm. failure a few more times and be like oh all of a sudden hey this story beat happened and then x happened and okay now i can actually progress so like you know it I, I can see how that can also sound like a bad thing, but like the fact that the the death doesn't always feel like God, I I'm terrible and it, yeah. you know I'm just banging my head against the wall. It can still feel fresh after multiple yeah. tries. It, it's uh, I I think I've seen Supergiant try to say that they want to like remove. It's like it's a really clever. It's like it is technically like a game over when your run ends. Mm-hmm. But then it just means you immediately transition into new character stuff, new story stuff. And as you kind of learn more of like how the to build up relationships with those characters, you kind of like start to unlock like little subquest storyline things. Um, so it just kind of a uh, like it's really it's a really good kind of like like rhythm that they have going on. Um, I think another thing is just. Uh, that I, I've super enjoyed is just that this game is just is gorgeous. It's a beautiful looking game, yeah. Like the because it's it's like it's all this like two D like, um, like I, I don't know how to just like how to describe this art style, but it's like just all these like really immaculate like two D drawings. It uh, it almost looks like you know very vibrantly, vividly like computer hand painted it's you know, a, yeah the, the way that the colors contrast it's hd uh hand-drawn art well well you know they did it on a digital board but then they just transposed yeah. the assets and then they hand drew every animation but there's not a ton of animations per like every single thing like some enemies don't really have that much of an animation they're just bobbing mm-hmm. up and down whereas like the main character even that main character doesn't have a ton of animations besides his run cycles uh like your sword swing is just like three frames. It's and that's it. Yeah, it's like so they kind of use that limit, that limited stuff to like, like I think it, it's stylized really well. Yeah. Like, uh, like all the yeah, col- I, all the colors are super vibrant. Um, I I love that I have it on the Switch because it's a very good Switch game. But there's a part of me that wishes I had it on steam or something just so i could be playing it on 
my nice, you know, 1440p, 32-inch mod. Like, it just, it would look so pretty on. Yeah. Josh, here's what you do. You take your Switch dock, you put it next to your computer, and you just hook it up to your monitor with an HDMI cable. It's true, but the Switch only outputs uh, 1080p. so. So, So what do you care? It's not as pretty as it could be. Oh my god. <laughs> you bought that $300 console. You know what you got. Hey, I'm just saying. It's a trade-off. I'm just saying there's a part of me that wishes I had it on the, the computer so I could have it as beautiful as possible. Yeah. Jo- Josh's tech minute has become Josh's my, my games look better than yours minute. I mean, right, my RAM is RGB, obviously. Did you really buy RGB RAM? What do you think that is, dude? Why did you do that? That's hilarious. It doesn't do anything. We stand an RGB king, folks. Oh Look at um, I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure that's good for at least an extra 6 FPS. I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> Can make a break. You know, every time it cycles around to, like, the violet end of the spectrum... It pushes the memory faster because it's the the the, the light waves are for, are you know oscillating at a higher frequency. So yep, that's exactly that's how, right. That's how you get a higher clock speed from that. I, um, uh, no, but no, uh, no. all the I think all like the character designs are like even even just like the like the two D like you know comic art style of the of like the still portraits yeah. uh, of the characters are like really are like really good. Um, I think it's like I think it's really smart of them to have a really div- like be to have the cast of gods like be really diverse, like just because they're the Greek pantheon of gods doesn't mean they're all Greek. Um, which I thought was just it, it just shows that that it's really thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I really honestly, appreciate that. like I feel like I have learned more about the the Greek gods and at least the slate of deities and their backstory and their relationships to each other through this game that i have a lot of other um media that hammers and talks about the gods a lot like it's been actually fairly informative too about just this old mythology uh around these characters and Mm -hmm. and these deities it's definitely not god of war if that's what you're alluding to yeah um it's just like a really refreshing kind of take on them like uh Oh, there's just and there's, oh man, there's like some there's I have just there's a lot of things I want to say, but I, I as someone who's a lot later in this game that I will refrain from. There's just a lot of great dialogue moments that shows that I think they really kind of understand these characters. Like how every time you like lose a run, um, you go talk to Hypnos, and Hypnos is like really annoying. It's like, oh wow, you got killed by this thing. Oh, you shouldn't try. You do that next time. Like it's really annoying, but it's really funny and it's kind of endearing. Uh, um, he means well. Hades, Hades is just like just so overbearing and rude. But like the the first time I talked to Meg after having beat her and then dying later, I thought was hilarious. She's mm-hmm. like so pissed. Fuck you. Also, uh, yeah, there's... I made a mistake. Mm. I gave Hades one of the nectar thingies. I'm like, maybe he'll give me something. And he, just to spoil it for you guys so you don't make the same mistake I did, he just yells at you and says, how dare you try to butter me up? First of all, give me that! Second of all, get out of my sight! And you get nothing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> no, 
Uh, That's the most Hades thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> Honestly, the game has gone out of my way to say he's a yeah. dick. Why did like, I give it's, him a uh, <laughs> Like, uh, again, I don't want to, I won't, like, spoil a lot of, like, the story, but, like, I think between, like, the story and a lot of the, like, kind of side characters and writing, um, I wasn't expecting one of my favorite, like, stories and, like, one of my favorite stories in a game this year to be, like, in an action roguelike game. But I think so far, like, I haven't played a ton of new games, honestly, but this is, like, a really great, like, story. Um, so if, if that's something that you are, would be, like, you, like you, you would be, uh, I guess, what am Plus- I saying? Um. If, I mean, it's also 25 bucks. Like, it is a yeah. very reasonably priced game for what you're getting. Um, it, it has a an amazingly and unexpectedly deep story for a roguelike and a $25 game. Um, you know, the art style is phenomenal. The the, the, the controls are very tight. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm pretty in control of everything that's happening. And... Um, you know, it's just a, mm-hmm. it's just an all around phenomenal game. It is, it is something that wasn't on my radar. Like I know it's been around for a little while in early access, um, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't really hear much about it um, or pay much attention to it until um, it came out and you started playing. It, and then I was like, oh well, I guess I'll give it a shot. Hmm. Yeah, I um, and I think like one last thing I want to say about like the gameplay itself, I um. I appreciate the things that this game does to kind of get you outside of your comfort zone with different loadouts and builds. Because yeah. um, a lot of times, like if I'm doing like a roguelike, I already kind of know like what I'm, I, I steer pretty hard yeah. to like what I want. And as you get like deeper into the game, you get more tools to kind of, um, to try and help, you know, make sure that the right boons kind of show up. Um, What's a boon, Mike? But I've had some, like, you know, you kind of go into a run. You don't really know what those early boons are going to be. But eventually you get really good at kind of putting together on the fly, like, a, a super great build. And it's always, like, a really fun surprise. Like, I, if I pick up a weapon, I'm like, I don't know exactly what the build I'm going to try to do, what this is going to look like. And then by the end of the... um by the end of the run uh i have like have something entirely different than what i was going for but it is just like a either just just deletes bosses or like is a super like ad clearing machine um like uh it's there they do a lot of like a lot of nice things with like the weapons where there's some different versions of them that have different traits or moves that are really that really help keep it fresh. Um, and yeah, so I think I've been, it's, it, it feels like this game does a lot to keep me out of like the, like my build rut in a, in a roguelike uh, kind of game. Just keep, you know, I, I know the thing I want. I know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to keep, mm-hmm. you know, running until I start getting, you know, until Aphrodite pops up and I'm like, okay, now I know where I'm going and let's do this yeah exactly it's like i feel like they just because sometimes you only have like one like so little choices Mm -hmm. it because you can't just choose from everything all the time it incur that kind of limiting of your choice between door one or door two 
a lot of times kind of forces you to be able to get to learn to work with other things and then you realize oh wait this is actually super op if i get this thing that ticks all this damage all the time and then get this ability from this other god that lets me that lets all of my damage have a chance to crit but if i'm like ticking damage all the time it's going to be critting all the time uh yeah so i have to be better about remembering that i'm chronically i have a very bad memory so some of the uh some of the symbols i'm like Mm, who is this represent again god uh i think i like this one let's go through it and like ah shit no this isn't what i thought it was but other than that i actually didn't know there was a health upgrade symbol until like i did like four different runs and i'm like wait a minute that's a heart because it doesn't look like a heart when you're just it's a weird looking symbol that's fair yeah Yeah. so when i finally like got it i was like oh shit i've been ignoring these the whole time Oh. I always go for that though. Yeah, that, that's an absolute automatic. I'm like, yeah, plus yeah, twenty five. I always try to get to like at least two hundred. I, I haven't hit two hundred yet, and that's probably my problem. Well, it doesn't always give me the option. To be fair, I mean, like two hundred by the time you get to Hades. So the, the yeah. Actual, uh, so I got to the very last like area, uh, Elysium, and Mike was bearing the lead for me. What the boss you encounter in Elysium? For fans of the podcast, let's just say it might look a lot like my most hated Dark Souls boss. One could also say it looks like the best Dark Souls boss. Nope, no one would say that. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but I, I would, and I'm correct. I, I actually don't know what the best Dark Souls boss is. Uh, oh, wait, Ar- I do. Uh, the Knight Artorius. Artorius. None is- because it's a bad game. Oh. Knight Artorius is the best okay. Dark Souls boss. Artorius is pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right, what else have we been playing? Because we are not starting down a goddamn Dark Souls conversation yet again. But what we could. <laughs> so I've been still playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, and that game is still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I am downloading. I, I have okay. nothing else to say. I, I'm Just downloading as a lot. we speak Star Wars Squadrons. Oh. And I got my HOTAS re- stick right here. So I'm not going to lie. Once we're done podcasting... Um, I'm going to just uh, play that for the next five hours or something. Ray, Ray I'm going to need a report because I've got a $10 uh, coupon sitting in my um, my Epic account. So that's for- you know, that'd, oh. that'd make it only 30 bucks. So I need, a, I, need a, I need a full report ASAP as possible. Okay. Do you like uh, Flight Sims? No. We, we know I do. Then just buy it. One, it's, for- okay. One, it's 40 bucks. Two, it's gotten nothing but rave reviews so far, and three, there are no microtransactions. It's like, it's like EA's just doing you a solid, and it's like, yeah, all right, okay. Like, throw me a bone, please. Like, please don't review bomb this game, please. <laughs> We're so tired, please don't. I'm actually very curious if like the mouse, the House of Mouse, said like, yeah, you don't get the microtransactions any of our Star Wars mainline games for like. A couple of years. You guys really, really screwed the pooch on this one. Uh, don't even think about it. No, no, no loot boxes. You're done. You're, you're done. Cause, whew. but yeah, I, I would. Once once it gets done downloading, it looks great. The cockpit, the cockpit detail. Josh, there is a mode where you turn off all the UI and you just rely on the cockpit instruments, and the cockpit Ooh, detail kind of gives you all the information you need. There are different buttons to manage your shields, your speed, and your weapon energy 
all at different intervals, and you could just be like, you know what? I need a I'm really... high burst of speed. And you can get there. Mm. I almost, I almost bought like pre-pandemic. I almost bought a flight stick for Ace Combat Seven, <laughs> and I didn't. And I really regret it because now they're so impossible to find with flight sim and COVID. Uh, you, you can't do it. But God, I wish I had a flight stick. Right That's now. actually why I bought Mon as early as I did because. Well, Microsoft Flight Simulator has pretty much drained the market of flight sticks, as it should, because that game is wonderful. You, you could turn off again. I'm all like uh, UI and Microsoft Flight Simulator, and obviously just rely on the instrument panels. But here's the detail of Microsoft Flight Sim Simulator: you can, if you're flying at night, just use the stars in the sky to navigate to where you need to go, and it will That's work. That's perfect. They modeled the sky as close to the Milky Way galaxy sky of where you're flying over as much as possible. And that's like, I, I appreciate that level of detail. We started singing that song from Moana. You know. <laughs> <laughs> also, there was um, that great meme of like a new form of cyberbullying is to boot up Microsoft Flight Simulator and crash to the house. I think no, that's actually the game of the year because you can you can find the Grover house in like a soft flight sim. I I really want to fly to that um that like uh airport that kind of popped up in this giant cavern that like accidentally fell into the world. Like there's this there's some yeah. glitch somewhere where there's this airport that is in this giant chasm in just like a middle of a plane and it looks hilarious. It's in Brazil, if you're really Brazil. curious. Yeah. And uh, I saw the chasm. It is not not in the game. I saw pictures of it. It is scary looking. It looks like non-Euclidean, like something from Lovecraft. <laughs> to like fly down to land at this airport, it just it looks. That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> um, what, else, what what else have we been playing, gentlemen? Or is it pretty much uh, been Mike has been playing all the time. Um, again, I've just been playing a lot of Hades. It's so good, guys. The character art is so good. You gotta play it. Yeah, it's, it's been worth the twenty five dollars just to see chaos alone. Honestly. Um, uh, uh, anyways, I do have a one other game I had played previously. I got because I love the soundtrack to it. I got Armor Core Five, uh, and I got halfway through that game, and um, a lot of people were telling me, a lot of my other fellow Armor Core friends, like, don't play this game. It was meant for online only. It's really bad. Like. Bullshit, it has a single-player mode. It can't be that bad. Uh, you get to some enemies with health bars so massive, they're reminiscent of Monster Hunter, and they are meant to be taken down with multiple people, and they forgot to tune the game for if you want to play with a single person. Uh, like, oh, a single oh. And it sucks. You can beat it. You, you Barely, but it, it, it sucks, and I got... I, this is one of the very few games where I got halfway through it, and in disgust, I walked up, I hit the eject button on the old Xbox 360, boxed it up, threw it on the shelf, and I actually packed away the Xbox 360, said, we're done here. We're just Ouch. <laughs> it was a game so bad, it got the console it was in punished. <laughs> like, well, I'm never booting this again. I... I love the Armor Core series, but damn, that hurt really bad when you come across one of the worst games in the series accidentally. 
accidentally. I was warned by multiple people. I say you were warned. You were warned, sir. I, I was warned by many people. I just ignored it. And my hubris! Hubris! Uh, hubris. Speaking of hubris. No, wait. We're not going to do that. We're not doing it. Nope. 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 I'm going to just sip my wine. We should, we should talk about gaming news is what we should do. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The, well, we could talk about the hubris of Microsoft. Is that hubris, though, what they did? It, or just swanging. I think it's swanging. I, I, I think that's... I mean, it's, you know, you know, annoying Mike disclaimer of corporate consolidation will be the end of us all and destroy everything we know and love. Mm-hmm. Microsoft swanging. When you could throw down seven because... billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes, Josh or Mike, tell us what they did. So they bought ZeniMax. And <laughs> it's subsidiaries. It's a massive acquisition. Um, I, yeah, it's... It, it, I, I don't know that there's much to say uh, just because we're, we're now a, a little while out and a lot else has happened um, news-wise since then. But, it, you know, that, that's a lot of studios and a lot of IP that is now under the Microsoft banner a lot of games that are going to be coming to game pass you know day and date with their releases um you know they have said that you know console deals that are already on place with sony will be honored things after that will be on a case-by-case basis um you know i think it makes sense for them to just continue to put things out on ps5 you know in perpetuity because it's the conversation of hey you know, over there, you can spend $60 and, you know, buy the one game. And that's cool and all, but, like, hey, hey, come over $70. Here. If you pay if you pay me $15 a month, you can have this and everything else. Yeah. Just, just that's here. It's okay. Yeah, and that's kind of what hey, it's. Hey, hey, let me give you, let me give huh? you Game Pass. Yeah. Let, me, let me give you your first hit for, like, a dollar. Just, oh. like, one dollar. Oh. Just, oh. like, try Game oh. Pass. Oh, Okay. Just, just try. It. I already, oh. I already took advantage well, okay. of my one dollar Game Pass offer. Well, this, this game, this Game Pass is pretty good. I, oh. I use it on the other worlds. I don't regret. It was a great game. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I love my Game Pass. When they said it's like going up to ten dollars, I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I mean, fine. Even, even if I don't play a ton on it, I play enough that I'm still like the, the amount of games that I have played, I have still saved money oh yeah i mean i haven't actually because some of those games aren't games i would have bought but you know whatever that's, <laughs> um, that's how they get you sir yep yep hey i i'm not going to ultimate those so i'm going to stick with the ten dollar tier and it'll be okay but when that new halo comes out there you go you're, you're going to be like well i guess uh, no i guess i'm gonna nope. it'll be on it'll be on the it'll be on the pc tier as is and i think ea EA Play is still coming to the computer tier, so I'll be is fine. It? Okay, all right. It won't. It won't be the full, um, the the premium version, but that's only like a handful of titles that they keep out of the premium version. So like everything filters into the basic eventually. So it'll be fine. I don't mind this deal that they struck. I mean, obviously Mike is right. Like constant, constant, constant consolidation. In the overall grand scheme of things, not great. Like, I really am uncomfortable with the fact that uh, Disney owns the Alien license. I, I don't like that. And I'm never going to like that. that. Speaking of consolidation, but 
but Microsoft owning both the Fallout franchise and the Doom franchise and the Wolfenstein franchise is like, man, that's a lot. It's, that's crazy. That's a lot. That's a little much for me. Like, yeah, Microsoft owns the Elder Scrolls franchise. Okay, yeah, sure, that was a great get. Good for you guys. But I really, really, really like Doom and everything it represents. That feels weird to me. Yeah, it, just, it is. I mean, just that. the scale of it is kind of just still hard to like just well you you handle. have to wonder at like at how long is it going to take uh, microsoft to really you know capitalize this investment and get a return on it um yeah because, i think you know, like go ahead you would, ima- you would imagine that microsoft is now going to be involved in funding these studios in some capacity you know you hope that through this partnership and acquisition that 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 only increases the resources available to these studios to you know make better games or 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 realize visions for bigger things that they you know even being as big as you know bethesda and and id and zenimax were that they couldn't do because they weren't the scale of because they didn't have to worry about like pushing like units sorry two thoughts which is oh go ahead go ahead um, like I think I think Josh, like what you were saying is like I think there's kind of like two phases here. So like phase one is gonna be basically getting every game that is um you know that doesn't already have like a pre planned like like Deathloop is I think it's gonna be like a PlayStation exclusive for a, a minute um from Arcane. Um basically it's gonna be getting all of those games like uh, that don't already have some preset deal. Um day and date on game pass because again like you said you can either get it for what's very like it seems like it is all signs are pointing to games being standard 70 dollars next gen there's it, it just there are enough people setting prices around there for not like a deluxe edition that it seems like that's just good that's it uh, the conversation's over that's it so it's either, you know, you can get this game for $70 on the PS5 or you can preload it and play it day like day 1 on Game Pass like at just as part of like your standard membership, which is a pr- that like even if they're not just like really playing hardball, which is is an option. Sure. Um, you know, cuz they own this stuff now. Uh, that's certainly something that they could do, but it's it, it, it's if their goal is to get people into the Game Pass service, which it very much seems to be the mission. Yeah. That is a huge. That, I mean, seventy dollars there, or like fifteen dollars for the thing you want plus the entire backlog of stuff. Yeah, is i mean you know it's, just it's like anybody can do that math right math. there that's a pretty good compelling I mean, and, and it sounds like i want to say just since like march or april game pass has already doubled its subscriber base yeah. which Jesus. is absolutely mind-blowing that's nuts. so uh, you know well it's... talk numbers here because you know going from 10 to 20 is doubling your base I want to say it was like <laughs> it went from five to nine and a half. I want to say it was like four to eight million or something like that subscribers. All right, all right. All right. Wait, are they counting? Well, okay. I I understand you're not going to get into the weeds because you might not know it, but 
I'm, yeah, I'd be that, careful of that, 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 and that's that. that is just off the top of my head. I don't actually have those numbers, but I'm pretty sure it was something like a four to eight million. Yes, it you know ish jump. I would assume that's like probably all of them. Com- all of the game passes combined. Because yeah, because yeah. I'm technically a game pass subscriber, but I'm one of the jerks that paid the dollar and bounced once I beat the Outer Worlds inside of a month, which was my goal. So I only paid the dollar to play it. <laughs> First taste is free, my friend. But I haven't gone back. I canceled it right afterwards. Oh, you'll be back. I might be back. Oh, you I'm, say uh, they, that they, now. They're like you. But then you have the jerks like me, who paid a dollar to play Outer Wilds and was like, you know, oh, you know, I, I really want to play Metro at some point. You know, Me- Metro Exodus and oh, you know, the Master Chief Collection's coming out and I, I could buy it on Steam or I could just, you know, I could just just have Game Pass and just have it here. So. And I'm like, oh, I didn't quite, I didn't quite finish, I didn't, I didn't quite finish it, and you know, I hear Gears Five is pretty good, so you know, that's the the rabbit hole I've fallen down. No, you're you're definitely the mark. I, I totally respect. <laughs> and then it's it's also the the I know I'm not gonna have a next gen console for quite a while because yeah. I have a very nice gaming machine. I bought my PS4 not that long ago, and I think for a most part, a lot of games will be released on both for a, a yeah. reasonable amount of time and i just don't need a ps5 yeah. anytime i soon. kind of and i then, use my ps4 to watch jeopardy and colombo so yeah i think i'm probably in and the then, same boat so but to now have most you know everything coming on pc and xbox and then everything that is you know first party xbox coming to game pass like it just me having game pass keeps me from feeling that urge to buy an xbox but it also keeps microsoft happy because i'm giving them money still that i would have otherwise not given them uh so rather than me getting basically nothing from microsoft they're getting 10 bucks a month from me for however long i continue to subscribe um so there's the opposite end of that spectrum where, like, if you actually want to buy a PS5 or a Xbox Series X, uh, you can't. Like, I'm in the camp of, like, yeah, I totally want one day one. I can't. Nope, I'm boned. I, I, I wasn't there in the first 15 minutes when they were selling it. So. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like yeah, they're still regularly was... making available pre-orders, you know, across the retailers. So, you know, I... It is one of those, the initial wave is gone. That is a problem they're, they're aware of and they are trying to remedy. I think the closer we get, the easier it will be to land a pre-order. Um, but unfortunately, it's one of those where you definitely have to be on a retailer's website and smashing that refresh button or keeping up with like news of, okay, the next, the next batch of pre-orders for day one shipping is going to be on you know october 6th at 2 p.m get ready now i remember you know i'm i don't hold grudges uh but i remember when there was talk of sony implementing a uh, lottery system for some of their pre-orders i was like i think that's a good idea I believe someone else in this podcast was like, that's a stupid idea. I think that's dumb. It's still I'm yeah. like, well, what do you think the other way is going to look like? Hey, 
Hey. And lo and behold, I was I have been thoroughly vindicated. Hey, hey, it's by this. the Here's cluster truck that was this process for both of these for Microsoft and Sony. Here's why it was still a stupid idea. He has a One, point. they haven't drawn. Didn't expect anything. they have this W. Oh my god, they haven't drawn anything from the lottery, so you entered in all your information still for nothing so far. Because they don't have the stock to go ahead and draw for the lottery. They still haven't done it. You, you you simped for if you did that congrats you simped for capitalism and got nothing for it okay now wait just a minute here it's a it's a proof of concept has it worked did the other way work no, no. actually the, so i can't so we I should can't, try the new way I, I can't say that the lottery system has 100 percent failed because they haven't like come out it, it, like, it's not release day. It's not launch day. No one that isn't already deep in the gaming industry has a PS5 in their hands yet. So, credit on you for that. But, counter-wise, counter the way Sony accidentally started doing the pre-orders, they're like, yeah, we're going to do it the 17th. And by that, we mean right fucking now. Right, right now. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's like, we finished well, it our sound, PS5 it price like, reveal it presentation. Like actually, Walmart kind of jumped the gun on that one. Um, and then everyone follows you know, suit. It, it wasn't... And so it's like, well, Walmart went live, so like everybody else is like, uh, uh let's j just punch it. So uh, I I will give Sony a pass on that one a little bit. They did intend for it not to be on that day, and then it just kind of And then they're happened. like, oops, go to Jeff Keighley's Twitter right now. <laughs> I hate how much power and voice Jeff Keighley all of a sudden got. You know what? Mad respect to him. He hustles. He hustles a lot. So never mind. I don't also, think I uh, while while we're while we're on the con the the, the topic of the next gen hardware, um, we we did get confirmation that all of us were wrong on our prediction for the expandable storage for the Xbox Series. Uh, that 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 one terabyte expansion drive is going to cost you a cool two hundred and twenty dollars. That's so Ouch. fucking stupid. Also. God, we got confirmation got that at, at least on these pre-production models that are in people's hands, that around 200 gigabytes are reserved already on the hardware. Uh, so really, at least on the Series X, you only have usable about 800 gigabytes. What's the 200 gigs doing? Um, it is operating system, and then some of it is, like, because you can suspend, like, five games at once, I think a lot of that is reserved for, like... Okay, that is kind of state cool, storage. Why do you need to suspend five games at once? Why don't you stop it? Also, sixty gigabytes of Connect uh, tutorials. <laughs> oh my gosh, the Connect! Ah, it's so dead. But no, the, that much space for UI for console UI—that's ridiculous. No, yeah, I don't I, believe that. I, I don't. You know, maybe it's maybe that is until a, you suspend five games, which is maybe yeah. that is a pre-production. Um, you know, because a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the folks who have Xbox One X's on hand now are are still like debug machines or not final final hardware. So you know, they're not retail hardware. Maybe it'll be different, but that is. That is a lot of overhead on a hey Josh. terabyte hard drive where you can't just buy, you know, a, you, you know, you can, you can buy a, you know, USB hard drive of some kind and use it as cold storage. 
but still you can't play your games from there so you know you can only have four call of duties on your active hard drive at any one time one you're only gonna have one call of duty if uh, warzone keeps updating like the way it does on your xbox series <laughs> <laughs> No, but Josh, I wanted to point Yo, out this right gun, now. This single gun texture is 30 gigs. I believe that. Get to work, soldier. <laughs> um, Josh, I want to point out that you just made the mistake of the Xbox naming system. You said Xbox One X, not Series X. God damn it. Oh, Wee, That's hilarious. But it's, because it's, it's a dumb name. I, just finally, Josh admits it. He admits it. I hate I have been saying for years that they should just call it the Xbox. That's worse! Just, no. No, it's not. Just call it the Xbox. Because then you just say the Xbox. Okay, what about the one that comes after that? That's also the Xbox. No, oh just my still God. call it the Xbox. <laughs> or, 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 you know what, what if we call called the PlayStation it the, 5? the PlayStation. new Xbox? New Super Mario Xbox. Oh, I'm going to be sick. That's like... That's like the new 3DS. New Xbox 3D World. <laughs> do, you, do you have one of those? Can I have one? I would like to see it. Show me the Xbox new 3D Xbox, World. New Xbox Brothers Wii. I hate this. Give it to me. I hate this so much. What? If you're trying to say Nintendo has bad naming conventions, I'm right there with you. Don't worry. I the I, new like, 3DS... I, I remember that's gotta be the to worst find, one right that's pretty one, bad no the 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 new 2ds xl has to be the worst yeah it's like i think it's like the new is like like because the wii u like that that's dumb as shit that's pretty bad but yeah. it's a different thing it's not just like oh the new 3ds like you you do know that we're we're eventually gonna get a new switch right that's gonna happen. Yeah. Oh god. I hope they just call it like Switch. Uh, fuck. What would it? Switch Pro. Just call it Switch. Switch Pro. No. No. Okay. Okay. Here. They, 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 so when that, I do believe that when that that updated Switch comes out in like a year or two, because it's gonna more than likely play the same games as a Switch. Like calling it the Switch Pro or something like that. That's fine. But like at some point you're gonna have like a a new generation Switch. Sure. Super Switch. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. New? That's that's fine. It's not Switch Series X or Switch Nintendo One. Switch the only problem is then is the third Switch the Switch sixty four. <laughs> Nintendo Switch D four. If they actually called it the Switch sixty four, I'm so in. I'm so into that pre order line. Do it. <laughs> is there Do is it. there a third Joy Con that plugs into the bottom? Yes. <laughs> yes. There's the port for it. Because when you hold it in handheld <laughs> mode. There's the, yep, the right thing that's the dock port. or the bo- We have to delete this recording right now. <laughs> no one can find out about this. We just cracked the code, guys. David Bowser here. Nintendo, will, we will ransom Nintendo for a million dollars. I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to call Mario this. and say I need a meeting with Miyamoto right the now. The Switch color. <laughs> it's just a Switch, just with Ooh. more colors. <laughs> But the screen isn't actually backlit anymore. No! <laughs> Don't joke about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh if they God. call it the Switch Advance, oh shit, son, I'm in. 
If it means I get an Advance Wars sequel, they can do it. Fuck. Yes. Days of Ruin yes. was the last Advance Wars game. We need another Advance Wars. That, fuck, that was in 2008. Can I... Ray, how do you feel about Advance Wars? I love Advance Wars. How do you feel about anime? I mean, my JoJo How do you feel about are... anime Advance Wars? And Advance Wars is already anime. What the hell are you talking about? Let me tell you about a game series called Fire Emblem. Oh my god. <laughs> I walked right God into that it. one. It's, yeah, you did. No, it, Fire Emblem is not anime advance wars. Get the fuck out of here. It's not. No. You so, hate uh, to see it, folks. So, uh, any any other? Uh... I have a news thing. What what news thing? <laughs> What's that? Uh, I just you know this this can just be a quick hit in our ongoing series of. Game companies can be dumb sometimes. And by dumb, I mean evil and systemically so. Um, so, last, so per our, the boy, Jason Schreier, just killing the game right now. Always has been, always will be. Uh, last year, the bosses of CD Projekt Red approached me for an interview. They wanted to announce that for Cyberpunk 2077, they would be avoiding mandatory crunch. This week, they sent out an email to staff announcing studio wide. Mandatory crunch. I mean, I guess that's, you know, to avoid something. Like, I can avoid driving my car at 60 miles per hour into uh, the side of the freeway. But it can still happen. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's just a... Uh, I just thought that was really interesting. Just uh, the way they announced that too, they're like, "Yeah, we just sent our release candidates over to the console manufacturers, uh, but also we're gonna have our team like nonstop six days a week, six fucking days a week, crunching for bugs." It's like, wait a minute, you sent your release candidate though. So what? What did you send them? If you got day crunch zero for patch, bugs? day one patch, <laughs> day two patch. <laughs> The day one patch is eight gigs of just bug fixes. <laughs> yeah, it's... And, like... Uh, you know, again, like, there is also the owner of uh, this studio just became a billionaire this year. Yeah. And his, like... And they're like, oh, we're really sorry. We tried to not crunch. But now we have to... Oh, no. Oh, this, how could this happen? We tried our best this, not, this is, not to crunch It's just, voice. you know... I think there's, I I think uh, I don't think this is a secret to anybody, but I don't think crunch in games is something that just like is a force of nature. It's it's not like gravity. You you can it's something that is, you know, it is allowed to happen and or encouraged because it's good for the bottom line, and it uh, I think it uh. Uh, you know, I'm interested in checking out Cyberpunk, but I think it is just, uh, I just wanted to point that out just cause yeah, it's, I think people need to stay aware and stay mad about this cause it, it yeah, it's, it's one of those things exploiting where labor. we, we for a long time were like, every time they push back, we're like, yes, push the game back. Keep doing that. If that's what you need to do to get it done, do it. But I think now we're seeing the business reality of like them having put up so much marketing dollars missing some of the launch windows you know having yeah. the the 20 series 
graphics cards that were you know cyberpunk 2077 branded and the game still not being out so you know we're, we're kind of seeing the problem of like at at some point for some studios they have to get the game out and if they push it back enough and there's enough hype and backlash around it they're gonna do whatever it takes and that's that's a problem both with fans and with the companies themselves so like we all we we not only need to be aware and be outspoken about that behavior but we also need to be better as gamers and fans of the game industry and the people who make our games and advocates for them to not build the hype in such a way that leads to these conditions like you know yeah i'm not i'm not saying that we are you know at the end of the day we are the problem because like it's a system the the people with the money are still the big problem but like we feed into that because we vote with our wallet and sometimes we use that to say we would rather you kill these people and give us what we want rather than treat them well pay them well and give us a good product at the same time i think i think definitely like i especially as you know i think this is people in the games industry you know this is just me shooting from the hip but i think that there is probably just more more and more people are talking about you know collective action for something like just because this just seems to happen again and again and and it's you know it's clear that this is not incidental this is this is the purpose you know it only happens because they're allowed to get away with it and um you know there's at at some point we're due for i think something you know you know maybe some labor action on a game that you know pushes a a a hotly anticipated title or uh expansion or whatever back because of something like this and people need to be ready to be a grown-ups about it and uh yep do the right thing and support the workers i could probably guess what probably happened to where they decided like we need a heightened crunch and josh you were probably hitting the nail on the head uh, the release date for this game has been pushed back twice, if I'm not mistaken. There's mm-hmm. been, call this what it is, but there was a lot of marketing dollars already pushed towards specific release dates, specific timelines, specific, uh, what do you call that, um, end of quarter reviews. And they've missed two of them. And we're now in the fourth quarter. And they're like, we have to hit the fourth quarter. We, we've already spit... Because here's the thing about when you push back a game. And this is the... I'm not defending Crunch, by the way. Like, literally my mm-hmm. my job in the game industry... I, I won't say where, but my job in the game industry is a project manager. So I, my job is managing people's time. But the more you keep pushing back, that's so many hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars you've basically said we have to spend more of for daily, daily salary, uh, upkeep, server costs, what have you. Especially when you're like, we just pushed the game back six months. How much more money did you just say that you had to push back to add on to that? So if they push back twice, that how many millions upon millions upon millions of dollars did they just say we're going to spend more to make this game great? Now I don't. The full disclosure: I already have this game pre-ordered. They had a sale on Amazon where you get ten dollars off for pre-order it. So. I went full capitalist piggy and took advantage of that. Judge me as you will. I also, I also went pay piggy and did that. Shit. <laughs> I'm not the only one. I'm so glad. 
<laughs> Josh just leaves in disgust. But but uh, what I'm trying to say is they probably like had their like the manager the overhead managers of the project probably had their proverbial backs against the wall and said we can't hit yeah. quarter four we can't miss Chris uh, Thanksgiving we can't miss Black you can't Friday. I mean that I think this I mean, was like the, with the launch of the consoles, the consoles. Yeah. you can't miss the launch of sure. brand like, new graphics cards from both companies you can't you just can't miss those and they're like here's what it's we can do here's what we have to do this sucks. But you kind of have to say, like, are you managers? Are you billionaire CEO? Are you putting in the same work as we are? Because we're going to be out here supporting you. You need to be out here supporting us. That should be, at the very least, the bare minimum. Everyone joins in. Yeah. Links arms, what have yep. you. Well, speaking of pushing things back, I think it's time for Josh's Tech Minute. Hit it. So today, actually, uh, of this recording, it was announced that the NVIDIA 3070 launch is going to be pushed back about two weeks. Um, the 3080 and 3090 launches did not go very well. Um, you know, we Ray and I talked about this on a quick hit uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, those those cards were both out of stock. Was the 3090 almost launch? immediately? Did what? the 3090 launch? Yes, this week. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. So the 3090 is out. Um, benchmarks are out. They definitely oversold that card a little bit. It's a weird card. Um, but that being said, and there was also a problem that came up with the 3080 with crashing to desktop. Um, there were there were some capacitor issues as well as BIOS issues that uh, seem to be getting resolved now. Um, but NVIDIA has announced that the 3070 launch has been pushed back two weeks to hopefully mitigate some of those risks. But I still have a feeling that that card will just be out of stock in five minutes rather than five seconds. We shall see. Um, but with that, AMD actually this this last week or so has had um, information about both the Zen 3 and the Big Navi uh releases getting leaked uh it looks like we have information so the the new third gen ryzen chips are actually going to be the 5000 series so it sounds like the they're going to kind of skip the 4000 series and just reserve that for enterprise and oem parts so things that go in like business class desktops and whatnot like those are just going to be the 4000 series um the 5000 series there the top of the line looks like it is a uh, 12 core 24 thread beast um, it looks like it's also potentially taking the frequency king um, there are a lot of benchmarks that have already started to come out across uh, some of the like Cinemark and some of the popular ones showing a um, I, I don't remember the model number 59 something 5950 uh, looking like it is going to crush some stuff um, but then also in the 6000 series, big Navi GPUs, it looks like there are three potential launches, a 6900, nice, <laughs> uh, XT, uh, a 6800 XT, and a 6700 XT. Um, the 6900 XT looks like it's about to have 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 memory, uh, boosting to about 2 gigahertz um with uh 5000 stream processors which i think the 50 
700 XT has around two and a half to 3,000 stream processors. So given the number of, like, the way that that math works in compute units and with the the uh, VRAM, it actually looks like this 6900 XT will be pulling punches with the 3080. Uh, part of the reason why NVIDIA might have gotten a little uh, aggressive with the pricing um, of that and wanted to push the performance because it seems like these AMD cards might actually be pretty competitive in the marketplace, uh, not just in the mid-tier, but at the high end as well. So um, it sounds like the 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 release, the not the release, the information of those is coming out this month. So the uh, CPUs get announced in like a week. The GPUs get announced at the end of the month. And it looks like the end of the month, early November is when we will get the actual release of the CPUs. And then end of November, the release of the GPUs. And there was even some stuff on Twitter where it sounds like AMD is trying everything they can to not have a paper launch situation like NVIDIA where uh, they have their uh, cards available and actually for purchase to the general consumers. But that being said, you know what does not have an availability promise? Wait, wait, before you get into the segue, I have one more piece oh. of news that's just kind of funny. Oh. How do you guys feel about Stadia? It's fine, it's not for me, but it works. Uh, oh, uh, I mean, I prefer, um, uh, you know, non-artificial sweeteners. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I guess I don't know. So, uh, yeah, Amazon's launching a competing product. I wish them luck. I don't know. <clears throat> uh, so the new Chromecast that just came out, the Chromecast with Google TV, it it, it doesn't support Stadia. Just, just getting that out. That rules, honestly. <laughs> it's like, no, get your dinky little thing out of our other Rip. thing. That's hilarious. That that was the funny news I wanted to bring up. Like, I think that's great. I think they forgot. They did announce that. Okay, we know that this is bad for you Stadia fans out there that love the Google environment. What we're gonna do is we will add support at a later date, and they have about announced that later date. <clears throat> Fall of twenty twenty one. <laughs> well you know you don't have to wait for fall 2021 for what unscripted gaming Whoa. that's right Whoa. you can get unscripted gaming right now all over the internet unscriptedgaming.com get us there you find all of the links you can get us on facebook at unscripted game podcast twitter at unscripted underscore gaming we're on soundcloud soundcloud.com slash unscripted dash gaming we are now on spotify so if you're a spotify user you can get unscripted gaming there we're on google we are on i have to find out if i need to switch over for the youtube music switch that's that's a problem for me though we are on apple we are on Stitcher, we are everywhere. Get us in your ears. Get us in your eyes. Keep up with Unscripted Gaming. Thank you for watching. My name is Josh. My name is Ray. My name is Mike. Peace.